Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. I'm Bo Wigington. In this week's episode, I got to chat with Sam Oldham, a welder who's been sharing tips he learned from the road on TikTok to try to help people who are getting into welding or trying to chase that shutdown life. He shares how he learned how to weld after hearing about it from students from the Missouri Welding Institute, then took lessons with a mutual connection. From showing up to a job to only be told they had two days left to driving 24 hours to take a weld test, he saw a lot in his time out in the field that he's trying to share to better prepare people for what to expect. We dive in right after a quick word from our sponsors. Are you tired of carrying multiple pieces of equipment on your service truck? Lincoln Electric has introduced the solution, the Ranger Air 260 MPX. This multifunction engine drive combines an air compressor, generator, battery charger, battery jump starter, and multi-process welder in one compact device, specifically designed for the unpredictable circumstances and job demands of the work truck industry. But that's not all. The Ranger Air 260 MPX is also designed to provide a lower cost of ownership with features such as auto stop-start technology and an electronic throttle body engine with variable engine speed. Don't miss out on this versatile and reliable machine that can handle any demanding job site. Visit www.lincolnelectric.com for more information on the Ranger Air 260 MPX available later this year and save space on your truck for other tools and gear with this compact power horse. Looking to unleash your inner craftsman? Look no further than Outlaw Leather USA where they specialize in crafting custom-made leather welding gear that offers maximum protection from heat and sparks. With their product's superior quality, construction, and durability, you can count on them to stand up to any job. And with their outstanding customer service and dedication to providing you with the best possible experience, you can trust that you're investing in the quality you deserve. As a special bonus for listening to the podcast, you can get 10% off your order by using the special promo code WELD10 at checkout. Invest in quality with Outlaw Leather USA today. Welcome to the Weld.com podcast. I am here with an awesome guest. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience just in case they're not familiar with you and your work? Yeah, sure. So my name is Samuel Oldham. I've been welding for full time. I was welding for about three, three and a half years. And now I just do it here and there and on the side. But so about six years I've been dabbling in it. And I make lots of TikTok videos and try my best to teach and explain things to people that, you know, they want to learn. Maybe they want to do it for a hobby or if they want to do it for a career, I'd like to be able to assist in both ways. So that's that's what I'm trying to do now. <laughs> that's where I found you. I did find you through, I mean... We're all addicted to social media in one way or right. another, and and 
I love teaching videos, and your teaching videos are very straightforward, and I just appreciate what you do. So that was the reason I wanted to reach out. But before TikTok, let's dive a little bit into how you got into welding in the first place. When I was younger, I started in construction when I was about 15 years old. I didn't know, you know, that's about the age where everybody's talking about college. What are you going to do when you get done with high school? How are you going to spend your life? And I had looked into a bunch of different things as far as the college route goes. And I'm, I'm not putting college down. Don't get me wrong. I personally just never found an interest in anything that I thought was worth my time and expense and did not have enough return when I was done with college. So I did construction, concrete work, a lot of that up until I was about 19 or 20. And then most of my friends were about a year or two years older than I was when I was growing up. And these guys had... Some of them had gone to Missouri Welding Institute, MWI, and a couple of different places. And they, you know, they'd come home every now and then. They'd talk about all the money they were making. And I thought, well, that's pretty interesting. I'm, I'm working really hard and not making as much as you guys are. And so a friend of mine in town hooked me up with a guy that taught him how to weld. He had done it for about 15, 20 years and a lot of nuke plants and stuff like that. And he was willing to teach me, and it was a good one-on-one. -on -one. And for the cost of it, even if I got on small jobs that didn't even pay that great, it would have only taken me about two months to pay my debts. And then I had this trade skill that I could use for the rest of my life. So to me, it was an absolute no brainer. I've never been afraid of hard work and what they were doing didn't scare me at all. It seemed simple enough and I wanted to be in it. So I learned as much as I could in about four months from this guy. And then, man, it was just phone calls, looking on the internet for job leads, talking to all my buddies. Hey, can you get me on a job? And I think it probably took, I want to say it took almost three months before I landed an actual welding job. I took two down. Well, actually my second job ever was just a helping position like a laborer. And I went all the way to West Palm Beach, Florida. And I'm from a little podunk town called Stockton here in Missouri. And that was like a 20, almost 25 hour drive. And these guys told me, like, we've got like two weeks worth of work down here. And so I pack up and I didn't even know how I was going to pay for fuel to get there. And so I just scrape them by eating peanut butter and jelly, show up on the job site. I've already booked my hotel for a week. And then the foreman, the first day tells me we've got maybe three days worth of work here. And so oh, I, drove, I had as much drive time in to get to this job as I did hours on the job site. And Jeez. so that's kind of how I started off in this. I realized really quickly, get as many details as you can before you just take off on the road to go to a job because you can spend a lot yeah. of money doing this stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, especially like tools and stuff too. Like it, it's a very expensive lifestyle. Like It can be, but, but it can also pay you a ton of money as well. So yeah. that's So that's where did you go started. from there? So from there... <laughs> I got involved with a little company. Well, I call them little. I think they're fairly large now. They had a job going on in Durant, Oklahoma. And a bunch of the guys from here locally had worked for them before. And they were just hiring people left and right. And so my first ever, let me back up just a little bit. Before I went on that job at West Palm Beach, I took my first weld test, which was what they called the monster coupons or super coupon. It was just TIG mm -hmm. Root, TIG Hot, 7018 out. And so I show up for this weld test. I think it's seven in the morning. I drove two and a half hours to get there. And as soon as I get there, the CWI told me, he's like, let's get this over with so I can go home. 
And I knew right then and there it was going to be impossible to pass this weld test, let alone it being my first one. And so I go to put my root in, and sure enough, it's the first one ever. I had a little mess up, and I was going to go fix it. He comes over, shines his flashlight down there, he tells me to go home. I mean, that was it. Just like that. I had... I spent more time rolling my stuff out than I did welding on this thing. And uh, he told me to go home. So that was pretty discouraging. But the same company is the one that hired me and sent me down to West Palm Beach. And from there, I got a hold of my second weld test with this company down in Oklahoma and had to take my steam card test and everything and then the company specific. And I was down there for, let's see, I think that was in 2000, may have even been 17. And I think I was down there for almost nine months. And I learned more in the first month of that job than I, I don't even know how to explain how much I learned. On the job site experience is just absolutely irreplaceable. <laughs> and well, that's, it was a great that's job what a lot of people started say. Then. Yeah, that they got me started on. Thankfully, it was a new construction job, so there were a lot of rollouts on jack stands and stuff. And you know, being as green as I was getting started into it, it couldn't have been better. And they weren't shooting any x-ray. They weren't doing any PT tests, nothing like that. And so as long as it didn't leak, you were good. <laughs> had to be appealing to the eye when they looked at it. But I spent about nine months down there. And like I said, I, I can't even explain how much I learned. And it just set me up. I met a couple of guys that were with some more high-end companies and just kind of took it from there. But it was, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Met lots of great guys. Met plenty of people that I don't ever care to see again. But... The good, the good people <laughs> outweigh the bad. Managing people's expectations. Like I, there's a big thing, like when you go to school and you get out and you're looking for jobs and it's like everybody's focused on the money. But right. like the thing that I think people need to focus on is the quality of life. So right. like your, your job down there, like what was the work-life balance? Just so people see. Like I, I just want people to have a better understanding of like what these jobs entail. Because oh, yeah, you got to be prepared a, for long hours. Absolutely. So this one, that's another place that it was good to get me set up because we were working seven tens. I think we started off six tens for the first two months. And then they really started to ramp up production, which we never did go to. Well, we did go to 12s later on, but we did seven tens for a long time. And I won't give this company's name or anything, but they, they didn't exactly abide by everything OSHA says you have to do. <laughs> so, you know, OSHA, if it's the same as it was then, you know, you're allowed to work 13 days straight and you have to have a day off. And unless that was company policy, I could be wrong. That may not actually be OSHA. That may have been some of the company's policy. But either way, I think the seven tens, and I believe I worked before I finally told my boss I wasn't going to show up tomorrow. I think I worked 47 days straight. Jeez. So... And then I took a day off finally because they weren't, if I asked for it, they weren't giving it to me. And I had been there long enough that I knew my foreman well. And I finally just told him, I was like, look, dude, I got to do laundry. I got to get groceries and I need to sleep. I just need to rest. But that didn't even get to do anything fun on that day. <laughs> not really. No, it was, it was all catch up, just catching everything up. But and being that we were only working seven tens, you know, 10 hours a day to a lot of people, that just sounds outrageous, but coming from working seven twelves all the time when I'm in a refinery and stuff, seven tens wasn't bad because you still have enough time at the end of the day, you know, in the summer, if you get off at five o'clock, you know, you've got time, you can go do what you need to do before you just fall down in bed and get up and do it again the next day. But my work-life balance was more, if I was going to be gone and out on the road, 
why not be working? You know, I'm, I don't have, I didn't have a wife, no kids, no nothing when I was out traveling. So if I'm not going to be home, I might as well spend my time out putting in the hours to make the paycheck. And then when I do come home, I can do whatever I want. You know, if you yeah. sit back and just grind out those hours, I probably never worked more than seven months out of the year when I was traveling. And I mean, I didn't have to worry about money. It's you stay busy for seven months on and off and you, you know, your bills are taken care of as long as you're not crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's, but, that's, that's pretty wild, man. Were you using the company's equipment or did you have to bring your own equipment? So like so your own welder or anything? This, what I did primarily is what they call single hand, which is, you know, you bring your grinder, your TIG rig and just your, your basic stuff. I didn't ever have to take a welding machine with me or anything. Basically just the tools I wanted to use and the clothes I wanted to wear. The company pretty much provided everything else, have a big tool trailer. You can log stuff out of if you need extra stuff. And so, yeah, the overhead, that's another thing compared to a lot of the pipeliners these days, the overhead on single hand combo welding compared to pipeline welding or rig welding, you know, I probably had, I don't know, maybe 1500 bucks worth of tools. And that's all I really had to get started as to where if you go out and all these pipeliners are getting a new truck, they're putting a flatbed on it. They're just decking it out with these American force wheels and tires and, you know, the whole nine yards. You're looking at sometimes $250,000 in debt, just boom, like that. I didn't do that. Didn't want that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah, I, that was another thing for me that I always tried to do is I kept my debts low and I got to the point where if I couldn't, couldn't buy it with cash, I didn't really do anything. And I, I don't know, it, it seemed to work out for me. And I'm not saying that debt's always a terrible thing. You can definitely leverage it and use it to your own advantage. But I tried to keep it simple and keep my tail covered, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I mean, because you never know, like you were saying a little bit before we started recording, you never know when the job, that next job's not going to come, you know? Right. It's like, yeah. And uh, it's funny, too, because that job that I was working the 710s on, it was a lower paying job, which I understand why. Like I said, there was no x-ray, no PTs, no no phase array, no nothing like that. It was basically just visual and it better not leak. And that's really the only requirements that it had. And over the course of nine months, I was really, really focused on putting as much money in the bank as I could. And being 20 years old, I wasn't even 21 yet when I did this. And when that job was finished, I think I left two days before Thanksgiving. And I left that job with almost 40 grand in my bank account. And as a 20 year old, that's never had more than like $5,000. That was awesome. You know, <laughs> to be 20 years old, yeah. and have 40 grand sitting in your bank account. It's pretty cool. And that's something that's hard to kind of comprehend. Like when I was touring with music, it was the same kind of thing where it's like, you get paid, like I'm out on the road. I'm not really going out because mm -hmm. all I'm doing is sitting in a, a van and then you show up and you load in and you play and then you get back in the like you load out you get back in the van go to where you're sleeping or just drive out right it's not like you're going out and partying you know mm -hmm. it's like all the movies and all that kind of stuff it's like no nah, man you're grinding this out like yeah it was the same kind of road dog type of life and right and i've i've kicked myself a lot too because i've yeah. i've gone all over the country and I've, I've gone out of my way before or after a job to go see some cool places. But one thing that I kick myself for is I drove past the Grand Canyon three times and I never stopped to go soak it up. 
because I was just so in a hurry to get where I was going. And I can't even tell you why now. I don't know what I was in such a hurry for. But for those that want to do the whole traveling thing, leave a couple days early and stay a couple days after the job and go see those things that you want to see along the way. Because I skipped on a few and I really wish I wouldn't have. Yeah, the Grand Canyon is definitely one to check out. Like I went, it was, that's, it's funny because that's, that's a memory I'll never forget because it was, I was a kid, we were there, there was a whole bunch, it was like sunset and there was a whole bunch of bats flying out of the Grand Canyon and OJ, it was like the night that, when OJ was getting chased in the Bronco, that was, that like it was that night. So that was on TV and like all the hotel rooms, you know, are the motel rooms. So like it's just like a memory that's forever burned in my mind. I, I see it clearly, but like that's I awesome. love the Grand Canyon, but all I can ever remember is OJ driving in that Bronco, man. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Are you looking for a school that'll give you the art time you need and skills to succeed out in the workforce? Look no further than our friends over at Art Labs. With four locations spread across South Carolina and one out in Houston, you have plenty of options on where to attend. Learn from professionals in the pipe, structural, pharmaceutical, shipbuilding, and construction industries who'll teach you more than just how to pass a test, but how to excel in your job. Speaking of jobs, they also work with you on job placement, offering guidance on industries and prepping you for what you will encounter not only on their weld test, but also out in the field. They've even started a new internship program where you can get real-world experience that can turn into your next job. Their students have gone on to land jobs with companies like Lockheed Martin, Boiler Tube of America, Arc Energy, Crowder, Ingalls, and many more. If you're ready to jump into a career and get the best training around, head on over to artlabs.edu to find out more information today. Have you experienced the power of black and yellow yet? Those are the sharp shades of Aesop welding and cutting. And though the brand has been around since 1904, its welding power doesn't live in the past. Oh no. Aesop is breaking through the limits of what welding equipment can do every damn day. Plug into the full MIG, TIG, and stick package of Rebel. See under the hood with Sentinel's wide view and perfect optics. Cut time and mistakes with Thermodynamics Manual Plasma Cutter. Simplify your automated welding with the app-based software of Aesop Cobot. Even go off-grid with the Ruffian, the best compact engine drive you'll ever lay your gloves on. Or Volt, the first and only welder to run on DeWalt standard power tool batteries. How incredibly powerful is that partnership? Aesop is leading a new age of welding power. And that power belongs in your hands. Check out the full light and heavy industrial lineups at esop.com. When it comes to shutdowns, because you were saying you worked a lot of shutdowns, when you get hired for these, like, do you go and do a test at the, like, actual company's facilities first and then they send you out? Like, just kind of like a step-by-step what it's like going and just getting a different job, you know, because that's, that's something that's not really clear in people's mind. Right. I want to start with, again, I'm not putting any kind of school or any colleges or anything down. I do want to say that certifications almost never give you a job anywhere without taking that company-specific weld test. 
So like that job that I was at for nine months, I was going to work for another company and I had my steam card. I had tested in for them and I got hooked up with them. And that weld test was on site, which was up in Billings, Montana. And that was another 23 hour drive for me. And that's that that's what can be scary about these weld tests. Sometimes the company, if they have because they're stationed out of Sand Springs, Oklahoma. And so sometimes they let their guys before they get hired, come to their home base and take their tests before they go out to their job. On this one, I wasn't so lucky. I had to go all the way to Montana to take the weld test. And I think there were three, maybe just two tests. I think it was two super coupons one TIG all the way out, one TIG and stick. And I had to go up there. And what sucks about these is if you don't pass these tests, pack it up and go home. And then, you know, you'd have almost 50 hours in drive time just to go take your shot at a weld test. With that being said, though, I want to encourage anybody that's getting out into this to push your comfort zone because this was huge change for me. I had been welding professionally, I guess you could call it, for nine months prior to this. And I had already got recommended in to this company that was going to test these with x-ray just right out the gate. I didn't know what, I didn't even know half of what I probably should have known to go take these weld tests. And I just yeah. thought, you know what? I've got plenty of money right now. If nothing else, I've never been to Montana and it's beautiful up there, I hear. So I'm going to go try this. And so I did, I went up there and the testing process was pretty gruesome. Thankfully, the CWI that was there that was testing me, he was a really nice guy. I asked lots of questions and he allowed me to fix two mistakes that would have busted me out. And so I'm extremely grateful for this guy. He he helped me more than he probably knows because that job really set me out to be above that average bar for that point in time. Because, you know, a lot of these guys, they're there's an average set of skills to where you can pretty easily make between $25 and $35 an hour, generally. And then once you get mm -hmm. just above that threshold, your pay scale can go up so much. And this company that I was working for, they did a lot of double time jobs. And when you got to go to work, you know, they want to be able to count on you to not mess it up. And so it was just a huge learning process, lots of mistakes, things that if I wouldn't in good with these guys and they weren't nice enough and understanding that I was doing this when I was 21, 22. And thankfully they liked the fact that I was young and trying to learn because they helped me out with a lot of stuff. And so, yeah, your, your testing can be on site where the company is doing the job. It could be at their home base, wherever they're at. And, you know, like I said, just be willing to take a chance, step out on a limb and you're not going to pass every weld test you take, you know, like the first one I ever took. Like I said, he just, he pretty much told me right away, you're going to go home and you just, you <laughs> yeah. got to be able to deal with it and you can't beat yourself up so much over a failed weld test that you're not willing to go do it again. I won't say any names, but there's a, a local guy here that I know he came out of school and he went, he busted his first weld test and he's never taken another one. He just, you know, he spent like six months in school to learn how to weld. He failed his first one and he just quit. He gave it up. I hate to see that, you know, you can't. You can't let it get to you that much. You gotta, you gotta pick it up and go, move on. Just kind of transitioning a little bit here. So you did all this work. You you chased the dream out on the road. You 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 got like really good skills out there, and then you started teaching through social media. Like, what was right. that transition? What made you want to start doing that? Well, if you want me to be honest, there's a lot of. I don't know if you remember the guy that had 
uh, a YouTube channel so many years ago. He helped me out so much when I went to go take some of these weld tests. I think his YouTube channel name was Welding Tips and Tricks. Oh, Jody um, Collier, man. Yeah. Okay, there we go. I watched him like crazy. And so yeah. when I quit traveling so much, TikTok had started to become a thing. I got involved in it a little bit. And I thought, you know what? I haven't been traveling full time for a while. So obviously there's some stuff that I don't remember now that I knew then. But why not just share my knowledge with some of these young guys? I start, My TikTok channel started off with, it wasn't even welding. It was just me walking around, you know, giving my two cents, my opinion, which most people don't care to hear. But it just kind of progressed from an opinion and a little bit of advice that I could offer to anybody that wanted to listen. And then it just kind of transitioned into the, the welding videos. You know, you might get 15 to 20 comments from people that are putting you down and telling you to shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. But the handful of guys that come back two months after I posted a video and tell me that my advice had changed their life. You know, I had a handful of guys that just I never would have dreamed that it would do something like that. Just me giving my two cents, you know, and so that kind of pushes me. I really want to be able to help people skip some of the crap that I had to go through to learn things the hard way. Don't get me wrong. I want yeah. people to learn some stuff the hard way because it humbles you. But there's some things out yeah. there that if you can skip it, I'd love to be able to help you skip those hard steps. That's that's why I started doing it. I just I like teaching. I, I'm learning every day how to make better educational videos. But yeah, I've enjoyed it, and I I intend to keep doing it. So, oh, it's funny what you were saying. We were talking a little bit earlier before the podcast about the haters online and all that kind of yep. stuff, you know. And it's just it's so funny, like because welding is a very very elusive thing. Like, not mm. many people know much about it unless you're in it. Like, you don't really know what's going on. Right. And then when you are in it, like it used to be, like no one wanted to share their secrets because then. They wanted right. to always have a job, but that like really backfired on us because yeah. now we're like desperately trying to find qualified welders, right? Yeah. Oh, and absolutely. so like it's this like big push to try to like educate people, reach this next generation. But then when people do post something, all the toxicity that comes mm -hmm. out, man, it just like makes you not want to be a part of the community. And like yeah. that's Happy. something we're trying to really help here at weld.com is like, we got an app where it's like, we're just trying to help teach. You know, it's like, we're trying to get people in here just so if you have a question, don't feel bad about being like, how do I do this? You know, right. and it's like, if you don't know, go home, like give yeah. it up. You know, yeah. it's like, it's, it's not helpful, you know? And oh, I know. And what's funny though, I've, I've enjoyed it because I've learned from a lot of the criticism that I get on these TikTok posts and videos that I make. I have, I think one of my top videos, I was just explaining a beveled joint for stick welding. And I had it, people don't understand that you got to set your camera up to where they can see what you see. And it's never a hundred percent. And so I had like an old dish towel or rag that was laying in the shop and you couldn't see the bevel edges unless I put that down on the back side. So I laid my coupons down on the back side of that so they could see, you know, where the bevel edges meet. And I got dozens, if not hundreds, of comments and bickering back and forth and conversations of these guys talking about that piece of carpet that was back there. And it blew the video up. I mean, it went from, I think the day that I posted it, it had like 1,200 views on it, which is 
And within like two days, it was up to like 700,000 because these guys were commenting back and forth so much about the carpet that I was using. <laughs> and so yeah, it's I mean, funny that... because they get involved and go bickering back and forth and criticizing, but it's actually, it's helping that video reach more people. So if you can just brush yeah. off all the crap that they put out there, it's actually a good thing. I mean, it really helps as far as the TikTok algorithm goes. It, it kind of gets you to where you get in front of more eyeballs and hopefully more people can, you know, get involved with it and learn stuff. So you just got to brush it off and move that, on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is, that is a silver lining and negativity, you know, it's yeah. like people like bickering over little things that it's like, you know, that's not the purpose of this video anyway, but right. I'm, I know safety is key. Safety is key. Everybody yep. should be safe, but Sometimes you just have something, you miss it, you know. You right. miss, if you ever miss something in the background of a video, someone will tell you about it. Oh, yeah. It's not you'll find out real fast. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, as far as, like, teaching, and because a big part of this podcast that I try to do is just try to help people who are either getting into it or trying to, like, just go further in their career – and mm -hmm. this is a big thing that you try to do is just help people go further. What is right. some of the advice that you like your favorite advice that you give to people? Oh, boy. Honestly, I think what got me farther than anything was being honest with the fact that I didn't know as much as the guys around me. I always asked the questions that I could ask to anyone that was willing to answer. Some guys, you know, you, you just know not to ask some guys questions, but Ask more questions than you probably feel comfortable with. You're not going to look stupid. When you show up on a job site, if you don't know something, it's only a matter of time before somebody finds out anyway. So you might as well just yeah. get it out of the way. Ask the question. Learn from it. And then I, you know, I work in the construction, the concrete and everything that I did before I started welding. A good work ethic is, it's crazy how far that will take you, just having a good work ethic. And so just questions, experience, time under the hood and work ethic it it's just great it helps you out so much and just be honest yeah people are going to find out how green you are in a matter of time some people know it just as soon as you step out of your truck so if you're green they know you're green <laughs> ask questions that a green hand would ask and nobody's going to fault you for it you're going to get some crap yeah. but you know ask lots of questions yeah i i mean when you ask questions like a big part like everybody says, ask questions, but it, a big part of asking them is listening to the answer, you know, yes. because a lot of people they'll ask multiple questions over and over and over again. It's like, just, I've told you like five times, like just, yeah. just listen that one time, you know? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta retain the knowledge that's coming your way for sure. So being a good listener is just as important as being the guy that asks all the questions. Well, even <laughs> when you're the one giving the advice, like it's, like you were saying, you know, what have been some of the biggest things you've learned from your TikTok journey? You know, it's like because you definitely I learn stuff every day, like through right. our social stuff. You know, what have been some of the biggest revelations you've had? You know, goodness, I haven't thought about that one. That's a good question. <laughs> people are genuinely curious. If you can block out all the people that are negative, you've you've got a lot of people out there that they truly do want to learn. And the thing that I think I've taken from that for sure is to make my videos as easy to understand and try not to skip any steps, which, like I said earlier, it's almost impossible not to miss something or skip a step. But 
I, I don't know. That's, that's a, that's a good question. I'm, I'm not really sure I know how to answer that one. <laughs> I learned something oh, that's okay. all the time on TikTok, especially from the people that comment and talk to me and send me messages and stuff. So it's hard to put my, my finger on just one huge thing that I've learned. Oh, that's Maybe okay. I mean, it, sometimes people have like a big, big, it's just like, man, I, I did this for years and years and years. And then someone showed me this, like one of my favorite people on TikTok is the, the what? No way. Like oh, that yeah. guy. I don't yeah. know if you, you know, yeah. I love those type of videos <laughs> just because I'm just like, man, those blow my mind. Cause every time I'm just like, no way that's going to work. No way that's yeah. going to work. And then it works. And you're like, yeah. All right. Well, well and I'm it's, glad I'm it's, learning. Yeah, there's little things that I've learned on TikTok. I, I can't say that I've had many things come up in the welding world that I was just like dumbfounded that I didn't know because there's just not very many people that do welding videos. You know, you've got mm -hmm. you've got WeldTube and you've got a couple of bigger guys that make a lot of videos, but I don't I don't watch every single one of them, so maybe I'm missing out on some stuff. But I feel like if we could get a hold of some of the older generation of guys that learn things out in the field that like you said earlier they're just secrets that are locked away they're yeah. <laughs> got a, a bit of a funny story i can actually throw in with this one i worked with a guy that just had crazy crazy brownie points with this company i mean they loved him they put him in any situation and his welds always came out just perfect always passed x-ray never had to worry about him and so they paired me up with him so I could learn some stuff, which obviously I was stoked about that. And yeah. we were on, we were up in the pipe rack in a refinery and we had a piece of, I want to say it was 24 inch stainless that we had to weld on. And he had talked to me and he's like, if, if you want, just let me do the root pass. And cause I was still pretty green. Let me do the root pass. And then you can start this half of the pipe on the fill in the cap. And so we were trying to get this line purged and it just, it wasn't working out. And you know, you're going to sugar your root if you don't have a good purge on stainless. And so he tells me to just don't do anything for about 10 minutes. He'll be right back. And now granted, this is, this guy's got renown in this company. He's their best welder. And he comes back up to the pipe rack. It took probably 20 minutes. And he told me, he's like, you're going to keep this a secret. This is between me and you. It's like, but sometimes when you can't make your conditions perfect, you just change them. And so he pulls out a couple of pieces of shiny 70S6 that he shined up. And so we put a carbon root in that piece of stainless. Then we covered it with our stainless fill and cap. And <laughs> was it by the book? Oh, Absolutely dang. not. But if you can't get a good purge on it, you can't put a root in it. And I think it was, it wasn't, I can't remember what kind of line it was, but it, they made it a little bit more crucial than it actually was as far as, you know, the acidity of the stuff that was in it, it needing to be stainless. And it's just, it's little things like that. I'm not, I'm not saying do it the wrong way. It just blew my mind that this is why this guy is so good. And he's good in with this company is because when you can't get the perfect conditions, you can, you can cheat just a little bit. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, he taught me so much. And that was the only time that he ever did something that was not perfect by the book. So he just awesome, awesome guy, awesome welder and learned so much. You can, if that's another bit of advice I'd like to give to anybody that's young and coming up, if you can get around the guy that is really good at his craft and his trade and you can spend time with him, you're going to get better. If you're paying attention, you're going to get better. You know, just 
follow the guy that's great at what he does, pay attention to what he does and listen to him and your skills are going to get better just as you go. So yeah, just sit back and take it in, you know? Yep. Absolutely. And be as helpful as you can. Like, just yeah. back, yep, I'll hold that. I'll hold that. I'll hold that. Sure. Whatever. Sorry if I'll I ever get you whatever you want. <laughs> my stories and whatnot. I, I get carried away from time to time. So if you gotta if you gotta reel me back in, don't don't be afraid to do that. Oh no. <laughs> no, that was great. I mean, so one last thing before we before the end of the episode, where can people go and find what you do? Like what like, are you just doing like, what are you doing outside of your videos and everything now? Cause you said you're just dabbling and welding instead of it doing it full time. Right. So I haven't been doing any traveling for a while. I've got, I'm staying here local right now. Me and a good friend of mine have started up an automotive repair shop and power sports and stuff like that. And doing some auto detailing, just small things here in the town, staying local. And honestly, I can't give away my secret quite yet, but my presence is hopefully going to be growing exponentially in the near future. And once I get everything set and squared away and it takes off, I'd love to come back on and do another podcast with you and go over all the details on that. But right now I'm basically TikTok. I, I fail often to post on YouTube and Instagram, but I'm trying to get Instagram and YouTube caught back up. So I hit more eyeballs and help more people. But the, right now, TikTok is definitely the best place to get any kind of information out of me and, see my videos so but i'm looking to expand in the near future for sure that's awesome man. well if there's anything i can do to help you too and i would love to have you come back on too this has mm-hmm. been awesome do we have time to touch on a little bit of info on refineries yeah absolutely okay. absolutely for the guys and gals out there that maybe already have the welding skills and they're looking to progress the the refinery world in my opinion it can be very laid back and it can also be just hundred to nothing gung-ho but i want i want people to understand too that safety in refineries is absolutely huge you know mm-hmm. they blow up i i worked a job down in exxon mobile down in baytown texas and that was the hardest refinery i think probably in the world to get into it was just absolutely insane and playing your safety role you can learn a lot in the refineries that once you come out of a couple of them it just seems like a no-brainer to get on some of these other jobs because you've just you've paid so much attention to the safety that they require. And they had an ExxonMobil, they had a little booklet that you had to carry on you at all times. And it was basically just a list of every rule that you had to abide by. Like you couldn't even you couldn't even walk around the refinery with a hand in a pocket. It, like you could get rode up for that because walking is working is what they would say towards that. And they would have people come up that work for Exxon that would ask you a question about the book. And if you had been there for more than two weeks, I think it was, if you couldn't answer that question without getting your book out, they would potentially write you up for it. That's how much they pushed making people memorize the safety. I I got (laughs) off topic again, I apologize, but a lot of money to be made in refineries, but I just want people to understand that it's very dangerous and it can be very dangerous. But the this that's the point that I was going to make is get really good with TIG and stick welding for traveling purposes. Because I worked with some pipeliners out on the road. We were working on a little uh, pump station out in Oklahoma. And I was the only single hand guy there, which is just me coming in, no welding machine, no nothing. The company provided it for me. And I was the only one that knew how to TIG weld. And half the pipeliners that were there, they didn't know how to run 7018 uphill. So 
it was a great time because they were teaching me how to downhill. I was teaching them how to run 70, 18 uphill. And then a couple of them would just come watch as I was TIG welding. I had some small board that I was working on, like four or six inch stuff. And it's really cool to be surrounded by guys that are twice your age and be able to teach them something. So yeah. I would just encourage everybody to learn as many welding processes as possible. But if you had to pick two to get really, really good at, TIG and stick welding, because in my opinion, wire feed comes pretty easy if you know how to do the other two. So TIG and stick, mm -hmm. take it as far as you can take it and get good at it. You'll you'll be super glad you did. Have you ever done any of the tip TIG? Stuff? I have not. I've like, seen it, and I'd love to get my hands on it, but no, I haven't got to mess with that yet. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> know if, if maybe that was something you ran to, into at any point, but like I've uh, I've never gotten to run one either. So I would. Yeah. I was, well, it's funny because out on the road when I was traveling, I had not used a foot pedal for TIG welding until last year and i started welding when i was 20 shop, so yeah. five years had gone by before i ever even touched a foot pedal for tig welding and that's another thing that a lot of people will blow me up about on tiktok is because you know i've made a couple of videos of the scratch start where you take your wire and you slide across your tungsten and you initiate your art man i get criticism mm -hmm. over that but people don't realize that here in good old us bay you don't get foot, pedal, foot pedals up in the pipe rack when you're, I've been as high as 300 feet on top of a reactor before, and you're not going to dangle your foot feed down in there in that little bitty hole that you're going another 75 feet down in with you. You want to, you just want to go. <laughs> so yeah. it's learn how to use TIGs for sure with and without a foot pedal. I would encourage that as well. It's just little stuff that some people don't think about and I don't know, little, little things here and there. That's awesome. Tapping it across instead of just like, cause inclusions with tungsten, you know, mm -hmm. that that's a big, big no, no. So yeah, like absolutely. when somebody taught me the, just flick it with the, the filler metal, I was all about it. But, but yeah, yeah. Foot, foot pedals change the game, man. But oh, yeah. I feel like everybody should learn how to control their heat just with their speed, you know, cause yeah, absolutely. same thing with how you're saying like you can't have a foot pedal it's not like you're like oh i'm gonna crawl all the way back down there and turn this down like two you know yeah oh it's i like, know no, i'm just gonna and gonna you go get, a little bit faster yeah you either that's another thing that teaches you a lot in a hurry i mean you better you better be fairly decent at figuring out your heat and i mean root passes obviously in my opinion that's the hardest process as far as pipe welding goes that's primarily what i did it's it's humbling to have your machine set on say 130 which is what you would ideally you know be running for your root pass or your hot pass and maybe some fill passes but to get all the way up to the top and forget to set your heat down for your root pass you know you, you figure it out real quick whether you're gonna make it or you're just gonna absolutely demolish this weld <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's good to be able to play with your heat and you know It'll, it'll teach you how to make do with what you got. Another situation that's really good at that for sure. Well, I can't wait to, can't wait to hear it, but I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Uh, where, what is the handle that people can find you at? So I don't know if you've got a way that you can link it in your description, but I can send you over the links to my TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and I do have a Discord channel that it's been kind of mellow oh, cool. lately. It's it's just completely free. I wanted to start it and get people in there where you know they could have conversation back and forth, give advice, share photos, tell stories. Just wanted to make a little Discord community in there aside from TikTok and stuff. So I can shoot you all those. Cool. And if you want to put them in the description, they'll all be I available. I definitely will. 
Yeah. So just awesome. check the notes below. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. And Th- I really enjoyed it. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the well.com podcast. And thank you, Sam, for sitting down with me. It was awesome to just have a conversation. I've watched your videos for a long time and it was just so fun to actually get to know you. I also want to give a big shout out to our amazing sponsors, Lincoln Electric, Outlaw Leather, Arc Labs, and Esob for making the show possible and helping us all learn about the different paths there are out in the welding industry. If you have a topic that you'd like me to cover or you want to be a guest on the show, reach out to me in the Weld app at BoDidIt or shoot me an email to bow at weld.com. Speaking of the app, if you are trying to learn a new process and wanted some help, we have all kinds of videos in the e-learning section to help you out. Download the app today to see everything it has to offer to help take your career to that next level. Until next week, we'll see you out there.